Hi, it's David Debbie here of the David Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. I don't think I have an appropriate level of fear for Russian President Vladimir Putin. He is quite something. People often disappear or have bad things happen. I mean, there's a reason he is not eating or drinking anything without someone else tasting it first if you cross vladimir putin let's just give a couple examples uh think of the wagner group who was so crucial in the invasion in ukraine the leader evgeny prigozhin crosses putin threatens a coup to march on moscow they end up making nice (laughs) and you know prigozhin you know retreats the troop and then a few months later, his plane gets blown out of the sky. An and he's accident killed. happened. Oh, and I'm sure. Yeah, total <laughs> and this accident. Was supposedly one of his good friends, right? Yeah, at oh, least at points in time. Yeah, one of his one of his top allies. Right. Uh, and and as soon as he crossed Vladimir Putin, he's dead. Well, another thing has happened. Uh, uh, Alexei Navalny uh, has now died in prison. He was one of the the top. Com- I don't want to say combatants, but political rivals of Vladimir Putin. And at age 47, uh, we know that he was poisoned. Yeah. And if you can picture him, um, I don't know if you you remember several years ago, he's super healthy. He's energetic. When he ran his first, he he ran against Putin several years ago, which started his trouble. And he was clear headed and he was pro the people and he was a huge threat because I think his energy level, his connection, over time you see him poisoned a few times, um, thrown in jail for a 19-year sentence that has dubious descriptions of what he did wrong. Oh, yeah. And then and then he was moved, I believe, recently to Siberia. Anyway, he ends up dying. Anna Doba joins us right now from News Nation, anchor for the weekend edition of Morning in America. Anna, thank you for joining us. And I, I, I guess I, I want to say I'm shocked, but not totally shocked either. Hi, guys. Yeah, I think you're right. And that was such a great setup, talking about how healthy Navalny was looking. The last piece of video that came out from him was yesterday. Guys, he was in a small jail cell, but he was joking with the security guards for Valentine's Day. He actually tweeted out to his wife. I mean, just looking at that, he was healthy. He was that, you know, their mental sound. But like you mentioned, he's the most prominent critic of President Vladimir Putin, dying at 847. He was kept prisoner in a penal colony in the Arctic Circle, where he was moved last year. It's known as one of the harshest prisons in the world. Now, prison officials from that penal colony, uh, colony say, listen, he lost consciousness 
and he died after taking a walk on Friday. They're not saying much more. Navalny was serving a 30 and a half year jail sentence when he died on charges of supporting extremism and ordered him imprisoned under those harsh conditions. You may remember, and you brought this up, Navalny was poisoned with a military nerve agent. He was on a business trip in 2020, and he blamed that attempt on his life directly on Putin and, of course, spent his final years behind prison. Now, before his arrest, I don't know if you guys saw that amazing documentary on him. It came out in 2022. It was called Navalny. And he actually said, listen, if I'm ever killed, he told his supporters, don't give up. And this is the man for over a decade. He led nationwide protests against uh, Russian authorities. You know, he ran for office to challenge Putin. And he always said he always expected to not survive if he was going to be in prison. He never thought he was going to make it out of that prison. And he always said that. But he said he was going to make sure that other supporters or other people opposed to Putin had the strength and courage to speak up like he did. Now, while the cause of his death is not confirmed, Vice President Kamala Harris spoke this morning. She was actually at a, at a security conference in Munich, where Navalny's wife is, too, by the way. And she says, you know, whatever they say, let's, this is a quote from our vice president. Let's be clear. Russia is responsible. And we will have more to say on that later. We haven't gotten any confirmations, but that's what they believe. And as for his wife, Yulia Navalny, she was in Munich. She met with Vice President Kamala Harris. And in 2011, now this is one thing that's gaining a lot of traction today, President Biden had warned that Vladimir Putin that there would be consequences if Navalny died in prison. Of course, that was years ago, and now that has happened. So the question on everyone's mind is, what's next? So, you know, President, former President Donald Trump has had a unique relationship with Russian president. Mm-hmm. Any speculation on how this affects uh, maybe uh, Americans' perspective, but specifically Donald Trump or those who who uh, follow Donald Trump? That's such a great question. And you remember just earlier this week when uh, former President Trump made those comments about NATO and Russia going in for any NATO uh, allies that can't essentially yep. pay the bills. But this same week, Vladimir Putin said he prefers Biden in office or to win the election, saying he's more predictable and more seasoned than Trump. I've been watching Trump. He hasn't taken a truth social as of yet. It might be a matter of time. I'm sure he's sticking very closely to the Fonnie Willis case. I'm sure that's what he's watching right now. I know you covered that earlier in your show. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Anna Doba from News Nation, the anchor for the weekend edition of Morning in America, always joins us on Friday. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, guys. So I, I look at this and Again, sometimes we look at the leaders of nations, you know, whether it's uh, China Xi or, you know, Russia's Putin. And uh, I don't think we fully understand the power of the dictatorships. Mm -hmm. And when you see this, uh, this is just a reminder to me that Vladimir Putin has so much power and is so brutal and harsh that despite kind of the persona that we may build up and, and we think of them as presidential. Yeah. They are truly dictators. You know what it reminds me of as well is that unchecked power, which I think is what we're talking about with Putin, is gained incrementally. It's small acts that don't get opposed or defied. And I think it's a time in America where the impossible has happened a little bit. And we should ask ourselves at all levels, um, watching out and and 
and and guarding the flame of democracy, if you will, is small acts of unchecked power that eventually lead to dictatorships. And one thing I I think that that kind of terrifies me about this this entire story is you see this in other countries where the opposition leader uh, gets jailed by the whoever, right? And and I think in part that that strikes nerves here in America as. The former president is under several indictments, faces, you know, umpteen years in prison, whether that actually happens or not. But you you can just you can see how uneasy we should be with the idea uh, of of jailing our political opponents. Right. Even if you if you think you could justify it, just we've seen this happen in other countries and what a dangerous precedent that sends. Yeah. On the flip side of that, though, we need to be worried about demagoguery. We need to be worried about presidents who want to make policies about themselves and not about the citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see this show up in more and more executive orders because Congress isn't doing anything. There's a lot to watch. And the key to all of it is stick away from politics where we can and focus on policy, right? And so uh, th- these cults of personalities are, are, I think, a concern that we should pay attention to. One of the uh, the next things we're going to talk about as, as we shift away from this conversation is something that I'm, I'm so excited to, to look into. In the U.S., over 50,000 people with autism enter adulthood every year. Next, let's take a look into neuro-inclusive housing. What is that? What's neuro-inclusive housing? Well, what if these adults that are entering autism could live on their own? in their own community. Uh, That sounds like a pretty incredible opportunity. Let's learn more about that when we come back.